listening to Radio Level 5. Hello and welcome. Um, we, Olaf Winkler and me, Bas Blasner, are sitting here with Francesca Grilli, uh, an artist working mostly with performance. Um, is that correct? Film as well? Yes. So... I'm a visual artist. I'm working mainly with video performances and installation. Uh, I'm like a multidisciplinary artist. So sometimes I got invitation from theater or festivals, but also from museums and et cetera, et cetera. So, so you work in, uh, in different fields? In two fields, yes. Do, do you notice a difference between, say, a more art or museum kind of context and then uh, theater context, for example? Well, I, I always say that um, I'm a visual artist working with performing art, that for me it's enough. I think it's more a problem of other people to place me in one field or the other. Sometimes I suffer from this two-field stuff, but uh, yeah. Okay, and since uh, both of us uh, are not that familiar with your work, you um, you might want to explain a little bit what you're working on right now for example yeah i started in 2018 a project that was called sparks and now i'm working on a new version of it more like an installation and a new performance embracing the social distance because uh, this performance is based on the palm reading uh, done by a group of children to a group of adults. So the adults are invited to stay silent and a group of children that I previously trained uh, about palm reading will read, uh, let's say the future, but not only the future, they read uh, the adults itself. So it's a piece that um, reverses uh, the power in the society from the adult to the children. Um, the adults, they have to follow precise rules, so they have to stay in silence and just listen. Uh, while they are reading uh, the palm of the adults, the children are wearing uh, a special cup, which is a sculpture, a cup uh, that is made out of resin and metal, and this cup has a movement, so, well, you have to imagine a cap, a cap, a hat, a, hat, yeah. okay, yes. a, a cap or a hat that has the shape of a basket uh, cap. So it's an object of a daily use for children, but it's made out of metal, so it's pretty heavy. And for them, it's like an object that uh, gives them power, special power. So every time that they do the reading, the visera part, the, the part that is protecting them from the sun, is going down on the eyes. So they are like blind as oracles. So they, they actually can't see anything, right? They can just see the hand of oh, the Oh yeah, person. that's what I wanted to know. So they see the hand, but they are... So it's not purely tactile reading, but a... Well, in the previous that. version of Sparks, they were touching the hands pretty much. So it was all about touching the hands, but nowadays not possible anymore. So they just see the hand and they gui guide the adults with a little torch through the space. So you mean in, in current, current context of uh, COVID, it's, it's impossible to... 
to do this. Uh, yeah, so I decided to work on a, on the same piece. I mean, conceptually, didn't change, but the form of it. And so, um, just to get a better uh, understanding, of, are you yourself a professional hand or palm reader, uh, or <laughs> how, how did you introduce those kids to this? Uh, Good question. I'm interested in all the esoteric practice. I also work with them uh, in a parallel life, but uh, I'm not a professional palm reader. Uh, I invited a, a professional palm reader to train me and my team because I'm not alone to do this project. I'm with Benno Steiniger, which is my husband, who is an actor, professional one, and a poet, Azzurra. And we do the workshop to train the kids together. But we were previously trained by a palm reader. That was pretty interesting, this uh, training. And then you translated this knowledge. Uh, yeah. The knowledge that we transfer to the children is from, uh, of course, palm reading technique, but not only this. There is also like some <clears throat> philosophical approach or like... Uh, uh, narration, improvisation, theater technique. Uh, so they have to do a mix of, of all of it. That, that, that includes some kind of education actually to the, to the kids. I mean, just practically. Does this mean it's always the same kids that you're doing it with? Or are you traveling with this piece? I'm traveling with the piece. It has a very site-specific connotation. It's also very interesting because every every time that we move the piece, we have to find kids on location. Sometimes also we want to embrace all the differences, like social differences between kids living in this spot, but also differences of languages. So they can also speak three languages during the performance. And I don't have any control. For example, when we were in Estonia, I never had, uh, I mean, I had no idea about uh, what they were saying. We always ask for an interpreter. I'm talking in English to them. The only uh, kid that is traveling sometimes with me that is making the tour is my daughter because I started with her to torture her from the beginning. She was the tester. And she keeps doing this. How old is she? Now she's 10. So the performance is from uh, for an age uh, between 9 and 12, before the Ados uh, is starting. So they still believe in wonder as a concept. Do, and do you consider the, the whole process of teaching them those techniques uh, as a part of uh, the work? Yes. Yeah. Because uh, I always say to them that uh, they are not making a theatrical piece. They don't have to study uh, a draft or something to follow, but they will like become oracles for real. And they will be always oracles for the rest of their life. And they need to believe in themselves, first of all. So it's like uh, another kind of education that I'm trying to do with them. We are going to present uh, Sparks uh, in 2021 at Kai Theatre uh, in January. So, so how can I visualize this uh, the set? Are the adults um, member or like parts of the audience or are they a sort of participants in the performance itself? And is there an audience just no, no. watching the spectacle? There is a space uh, yeah. full of children playing, uh, of course, wearing this magical cap, but uh, the and, space... And, and masks, perhaps? Uh, yeah, so yeah. The, the space is just for them. 
uh, also me, um, like in another room, nobody's there. So, so it's a closed uh, space. Yeah. And the audience is invited one by one. And there are two guardians at the door, two children. So they go out, they pick you up with the torch. So you have to follow the, the light and go inside the space. So the reading is one by one. And it lasts from five to ten minutes each. And then they invite you to exit. If you don't respect the rule, they kick you out. And that also means that the rest of the audience, or the people waiting outside, cannot see what is happening in the closed space. Sometimes uh, we choose a space where you can spy inside. Well, we... we By means of little holes or like... <laughs> no, no, no. Cracks in no, the sometimes it's just a door that is a bit open. open. Uh, sometimes it's a corridor. Um, it really depends on the space that we can use. Uh, for example, last time I did it in a gym. So there was a like a long corridor, like a school corridor. So at the end of the corridor, there was just gym and you could spy an image from far. So I'm not using a black box because it's not a triatical piece. So it really depends on the space that is available for, for us. But yeah, you have to spy from distance. I'm, I'm also asking because um, what is of <coughs> very nice if you work with kids is that at least if they, if they trust the situation, They don't behave like in a theater for them. It's just a playful moment, probably, or I don't know. You have more experience with that. Um, but on the other hand, you have an audience, and an audience which is made up of adults mainly will probably also have to get used to a role which is not the typical audience role. I mean, they are not sitting there watching a Shakespeare or whatever piece starting and ending. Yeah. But they are partially kept out of. The this is announced that it's not a theatrical piece, but it's a performance and you need to book yourself for this performance. Uh, it's announced, but it's not really, I don't reveal so much. So the surprise as an element uh, stay till the end. Yeah. Also, because every time that we train a new group of children, you need to embrace the concept of... Um, Uh, you have to trust them because you cannot control the piece. As you said, it's not a theatrical piece, so they don't really follow a script. So they have to improvise. But first of all, they, they need to feel that they have the responsibility of the piece. How do you, how do you see um, this kind of inversion of agency when you talked about between, or, or inversion of roles between kids and adults? So... Uh, the kids, they become the, um, the, the readers and the, the adults become, so to say, uh, on the other side. But at the same time, you create the piece in a sense that you give the kids a certain space, certain freedom. Uh, but it's your idea, basically. How do you see your, your own role as facilitator of this? Mm -hmm. I'm not sure if I'm the facilitator. I'm uh, I'm the artist that has uh, an image in mind, and I just want to try to create it. And they. So how, how do you see then the, the relationship between the artist and the kid? Yeah, they are actually we invite them to participate. They are not obliged. They are not paid. Well, sometimes I pay them with candies or chocolate or stuff like this, but. Um, they can leave the piece if they want, not during the performance, but uh, um, 
of course, I need to build up a relation of trust and they need to enter my vision and to merit my vision somehow and to be, to follow me. And then I leave them in the end. I disappear. I physically dis disappeared. Usually during the performance, I'm hiding in a little room just to um, help them if they are in some difficulties. It means uh, from uh, eating, going to the toilet, cleaning the nose. I'm doing the mama role during the performance, which is also helpful in this situation. And uh, going back to your question, how do I see this uh, reverse of roles? Just by asking an adult to stay in silence and to follow a kid is already like something that they are not used to. Yeah. If an adult speaks, also saying ciao or hello, the kid is allowed to invite him to exit immediately. So they are pretty, pretty strict. Huh? Mm -hmm. And they do that. Yeah, they do it. They, do they enjoy the, do you have the feeling that they enjoy the specific situation that all of a sudden they are in power? They are. Empower is the, the right word. They are terrified in the beginning because not, not because of the performance itself, because they need to speak and uh, the adult cannot uh, talk. So they are insecure. Am I speaking good? Am I saying the right information? And we are not in school. So you need to destroy this image of school and being good and um, make them believe that it doesn't matter. So you are the oracle. What you say, they have to follow or they, let, they have to listen. They need to be open. So trust yourself. Do they help each other? Yeah, they do. They also, uh, during the training, they read the, the family members, the teacher in school, they read the, everybody. It's really interesting what uh, what is happening to them after this. Yeah. How did you um, develop this piece? Where where does it come from? What was your sort of spark of interest? In uh, well, I, I do believe in uh, esoterical uh, practice, as I said. I'm also a tarot reader, but... Uh, uh, I did a film in 2014 um, that was about this. So I, it was a film about an old musician, about 100 years old, almost. And he had beautiful hands, like the roots of a tree. So I decided to invite a super young uh, piano player, around 10 years old. And with him, we did a small training about palm reading. And the movie was just about the music and the hand of this man. So from this point, I had the dream to make a performance. And then through the years, it was possible. And how did you come up with the idea to invite a very young pianist to do the palm reading? Because I'm obsessed with the concept of generations and death. So that's why I wanted to put together two different generations, the, the elderly and the young. Yeah. I started my art career by working with old, just with old people. My grandpa was the protagonist of my all of my movies, so that's why, yeah. And the, the situation which you are creating, you, you talked about an image which was standing at the beginning. I'm not sure if you used that word very much on purpose or it was just by... 
happened. But for me, it's quite interesting because if you if you do some performative work, maybe it's a bit where where you were heading as well, but it's, um, it's not only the process of how do you develop a piece, but also what is at the beginning the idea or what is the first vision that you have of a piece. Yeah. Um, do, do you have an idea which maybe is also translated into a film or whatever? Do you do you think in images? Uh, yeah, because well, my background is uh, photography. Uh, so when I started to do performing art, well, everything it came because I wanted to create one image. It's like a tableau vivant. And for me, it's working like this, the performing art. So it's an image that has some movement. Also, this performance, for me, it's an image. And what is happening inside this image, this I don't know. I don't have the power to... I also, I don't want to direct it too much. I just put in the image a few elements and let's see how they are working together. Is film something which you will be returning to or...? Every four or five years, I'm making a video film, yes. And usually the film are following the performances as well. So the same topic. Is this performance also going to be registered or recorded? Like Recorded wow. for sure, as a documentation. And uh, now I'm also writing uh, uh, the script for a video. Okay. Yeah. Can you tell a little bit more about it? <laughs> no, because I'm... <laughs> I hope... I have the finger crossed to get the, the grants to, to produce the, the movie, so I don't want to talk it about. Okay, no, that's okay. acceptable. Well, what was very nice is, and that's why I, I came back to this word of image that you used before, which I noticed very strongly, but uh, when you when you talked about the, the old guy and his old hands and the young piano yeah. player and so on, it's a very strong image. And with your last performance, you give this image a bit out of your hands, you yeah. don't have to control anymore. It's not just that you don't have control over the actors. You also don't have control over the images. You don't even see what they see. So, yeah. so maybe the, the most important thing about this performative piece is that you give the experience of a visual to the kids and you're not even part of this anymore. <laughs> so it must be kind of strange. Are you, are you missing that? Would you like to, to see that more? Or do you think about sneaking a tiny, what are they called? The, G Pro camera? <laughs> no, no. Well, sometimes I'm spying them through a little hole or like under a carpet. No, because uh, the idea is that I give them a space so they are responsible. I cannot join them. And this is also part of the image. So, no, no, no. I don't wish to be there with them. Yeah. I find it fascinating. This, uh, you said you're not sure if you're a facilitator. Um, but uh, to still use this word, you sort of facilitate or you, you create a space for the kids um, in which, yeah, the roles are reversed and they have certain freedom, which might also scare them in the beginning, as we said, like all of a sudden they are aware that, you know, they're not in school anymore and they have to get used to this mm. and adapt themselves a little bit. At the same time, of course, they get this new relation um, um, towards you, basically, as the artist. They know they're invited and they're supposed to do something, um, even though in the end, what, they, what they're supposed to do might be um, a, a, a total lack of, of obliged things to do. So they're free to do something, but they have to still sort of... I can imagine a lot of kids, definitely in the beginning, are looking 
towards you, maybe not like directly because you're not in the room, but to get a sense of if they're doing it right. Um, If, you know, uh, wanting to have advice uh, from you because you are still sort of the authority. So this reverse or inversion of, of roles between adult and kid is is at the same time not really uh, in place because there is still this sort of adult authority uh, in in the person of you. Um, so how do you break this down? Yeah, it's a, always a challenge. And uh, uh, let's say that I try to break it. Not always. It's a success. And also you need to embrace the concept that can be a failure because uh, you cannot control, you know. Um, but more they, more they read, the adults, more they get uh, the power. So it's also a matter of uh, practice. Right. So how often then, uh, how often does this take place, for example? It's like, for example, in the Kaya Theater, how often? Will it's this five days happen? workshop oh, and right. they do one half a day of... Uh, would like volunteers can be family member or people from the institution that everybody comes and they they read just read for hours and then they get they need to they get to used to this reading and practice and then they start to feel okay i can do it and also during the performance as every actor i think or every performer they they feel the energy back from the audience and also this kind of tension fear but also i want to do it i'm afraid but let's do it so they they like it i think some of them they don't want to do it because of other reason and uh, they can do the guardians roles for example they stay at the door and they select people which is also pretty much important yeah some of them are also leaving the workshop Yes, this because, is what I was wondering if they're, yeah, they're having kids. Always. Yes. Or in the first day or the second, two or three kids are leaving always because maybe they don't uh, enjoy the process. Yeah. And what about their parents? Well, <laughs> this is another chapter. <laughs> like the parents sometimes they push them to do it because they see like, oh, there is a nice performance. You can be in a program. You do it, you must do it, but then it doesn't work. So then I have to speak with the parents saying, oh, it's not working. So it's a, a delicate process. And the other way around, are there sometimes parents who withdraw their kids from the scene because at a certain point they think, oh, this is we expe- something we don't Well, uh, I'm really sincere from the beginning because if you said to uh, parents do you want your kid that is learning palm reading not everybody are open to this so from the beginning they need to know what's going on there and if i accept the top the topic then um, we had several different cases of uh, parents and children yes so it's also social uh, work somehow but it's okay how about your your own work and your own view on your work, maybe your, your, your general practice as an artist, um, is the change of films where you said that your grandfather was the main yeah. person, the protagonist, and now, at least in this piece, working with kids. Um, and your daughter. 
Yeah, and your daughter, which I don't know, it's, it is changing your relation to your daughter as well. It would, it would also be a point. Did, did you learn something from the kids in that sense? Did, did, yeah. did your own view on artistic practice? Now I'm, I'm very specific on the artistic part, not just <coughs> like because you have kids yourself. So you already know the world of the kids and the view of the kids. But I'm, I'm very specifically asking for an artistic view. Is it opening up? Is it changing things by uh, working with kids? Yeah, it's more, I don't know, somehow, um, I don't know if I'm speaking about my artistic practice, they learn, they teach me how to believe more. I mean, it was already a project that you need to believe because you cannot control it. But from the first time we were on stage trying the piece, um, I had faith, but not enough on them. And then in one point, uh, I, I needed to have 100% of faith because I couldn't control. And sometimes I'm a freak control, but not this time. So also for me, it was a painful process to break something within myself. So now, even if day one of the workshop seems to be a catastrophe, day five, it's, it's okay. <laughs> And I just need to trust them. It's a process that we, we build up together. Yeah. But when I do a production, it's always like this, that I have to build up a kind of relationship uh, that seems to be impossible, but in the end, it is possible. With my own daughter, the process was a bit uh, difficult, as you can imagine, because she wanted to perform with me a lot. And I said, okay. Uh, of course, the piece was uh, dedicated to her and built up around her vision. But for her it was difficult because when mama is at home, it's one thing. So when mama is an artist directing, and that, it's another story. But this is always like this. Now she's really engaged to do it. Yeah. Is she acting like a little art sometimes, director herself? Because it is also difficult if, you, if it's coming back certain situations and she probably feels proud to be in it. Yeah, she also toured with me once um, when we were trying the piece. Not as a performer, but as a trainer, a kid trainer. So she was showing and teaching the other kids. Yeah, you? she was okay. showing to the other what to do. And this was nice. I like it. She was super like tired in the end, but it worked. I had to pay her in sushi every night. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so... Um... When is the piece exactly in, in Brussels and in 21 you said? Uh, as I said, now I'm making a new version. Yeah. Uh, because that is a new version which is without touching. So the yeah. piece is already existing. That was with Spark the was an research that I started two years ago, but it was all based on touching of the hands. So now it's like not touch at all. So I need, I'm rebuilding the structure a bit of the piece, not just adding a light, but also the text is different, what they, the structure, what they are reading, because from distance, you cannot see everything in the, ha in the hand. So they are reading more like the shape, other informations. Um, yeah, the way they play in the space, it's different. And so when can we expect the piece in the Paris Um I think 9 and 10 January, but we are still uh, yeah. deciding. So we will count the check, but the, <laughs> the title will still be Sparks. You didn't change the title. Sparks 2021, because it's very much linked to the current period that we are living in.
And then, I don't know, maybe it will change again after, but yeah. Yeah, hopefully to the other. Yeah, to the old version. Not that I don't, don't <laughs> trust this work, but it just would be nice if that is possible again. But maybe you learn something from both different yeah. versions. Yeah, but the title, I, I add the year to the title. Yeah. Thank you very much. I think it was very, very nice. And it's, it's, uh, it's nice to talk about a piece which can be really experienced later on. So, yeah, looking forward. Yeah, you're welcome very much. Yeah, thank, thank you so much. Rain.